de, de, de Colores Radio. De, de, de Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 79. Hope everyone has made time to slow down and all the madness. Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is De Colores Radio. Last episode, we were able to bring on some of our favorite musicians from all around Texas. We had a great time with Pretty Boy Aaron and Ariel and the Culture as our first official Juice guest co-hosts. Um, and I hope that we can hear even more from them in the future. Um, but then we also got to interview the beautiful, badass sister trio, the Tierra Girls. Warmed my heart, filled my soul for at least two weeks, and now we're back with some more brilliant people. Um, but I can't wait to see all these folks keep blowing up. Um, and a reminder, if you want to see the full raw, unedited version, you can subscribe and get exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash decolorisco. This also helps us to become a sustainable platform, which is the goal. However, now we can get into it and I can bring my kin in here. Pat, where you at? My new nickname for Pat is Lil P. <laughs> I feel I like you've said that before kidding. on the podcast before. Oh, I felt like it came during quarantine. So I thought it was a new thing. I, it did, but I think you've either said it in the first episode back or maybe on our Instagram live. Okay, maybe I did. Either way, Pat has 15,000 nicknames and I still can't get one, but it's okay. I call uh, you Easy. Like, I know that's obviously Easy E, but I've been calling you that since you were a kid. I know. Thank you. That's delighted. one, but I know that's not like an original, but I still it's, had one. You for know you. what? It's, you're it's right. an original it's to me. Thank you, Pat. Um, anyways, what did you think of last episode? It was a lot of fun. You obviously know I'm a big, huge supporter of like local music and Latinx music. Um, so for us to have some of my favorite artists on the show obviously brought me a lot of joy. And I love any chance we can get to get them to like raise their platform and give them a voice to be able to speak about their music and why they do what they do. So it was a lot of fun. I loved it. And I can't wait till everybody listens to it because it will be releasing soon. Um, out it'll to the be public. released already by the time. Oh, yeah. By the out, time everybody so. listens to this, it'll be released already. And uh, if you're watching it, you're on Patreon, so you already got the tea. But um, with that said, it's time for everyone's favorite. We still need sound effects. <laughs> Me, Mood. I want to give you, our listeners, an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality of our existence. I really try to channel Vincent Price there. I don't know if that is catching, but... Um, I, I will close my eyes next time and hear Vincent Price's voice. That is um, very rude. Uh, this is what I consider <laughs> the modern day diary. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. What you got, Pat? Um, so for me, like, obviously, pride isn't over yet. Like, yes, it's it's July 1st. But like we're still existing, we're still here. So this is my meme mood for this week. I think oh I've shared God. it. On the it looks like Inception is happening on your screen. <laughs> it is Inception. So Inception, my yeah. meme mood is like 
you have to be male or female. And, I, and it says, bro, relax. I am literally just attractive. And I feel like that's very resonant of how I feel most days. Is like, why why does there have to be a gender construct? Like, can't we just live and be hot? Like, can't we all just support each other for <laughs> being attractive people? So that's how I feel yeah. today. Um, because even though Pride Month is over, like, we're still here. We're still clear. Um, so, yeah, that's my mean mood. Cute. What is I'm yours, Eva? I'm going to pull yours um, up while well, you're talking. Thank you. Um, I don't really know how I'm feeling right now. I've been super overwhelmed and a little bit exhausted. So I think that I'm feeling kind of like um, this image that I found on the Mexican internet uh, of one queen legend, Miss Fiona from Shrek, dressed as the Virgen de Guadalupe. Um, she is simply smiling and praying and she looks a little bit terrifying, but she also looks iconic. So I think that's how I'm feeling right now. <laughs> Allergies are in full effect. The sun is shining and it's climate change taking over the world. So I'm just praying that we can get our, our shits together so we can um, keep keep living our lives. Uh, that is the me mood I have for today. <laughs> Um, so now that we have our me mood updates, I can share with you that we have another very exciting show in store for you today in our new show format. We've decided to start bringing in more homies than just for the interview portion. These are brilliant people that we've always wanted to highlight, but found a more exciting way to include them into the Decorotas radio family. This week, we're very excited to bring in a queen from the RGV Puro 956, a vibrant artist and advocate, Veronique Medrano is with us today to guest host The Juice. So this is The Juice, where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Welcome to the show, Veronique. How are you? Hi, I am doing absolutely great. I am. I have been dying to get on this show and to chat with you. I've actually been dying to figure out where you are. You don't I know, know where I am. <laughs> I'm just like I'm an entity in Texas. I'm you, just a spirit. No, you you are an icon, a legend. Stop. No, you not me <laughs> crying already at the beginning of the show. So we're actually based in Dallas, Texas. Yeah, I saw that you were in Dallas, and then you were like off somewhere else, and I was like, okay, I missed the legend. I'm done. I'm, I can officially pack no, it up. I'm, I'm I was traveling when we were in Vegas. I think you were in Vegas like the week after us. I yes, think. I was, and I was like, dang it. <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna meet in real life one day soon. We'll 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 take the video conference for now. But yes. it's gonna happen, okay? Tejana's now, to you. I loved, I loved, because you're talking about the juice el juguito, but then like the meme mood, and I don't know if you saw what I sent you. Please show us your meme mood, Pat. If you can pull up, pull it up, if you don't mind. Because I, 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 it, I think this goes with everything that we're gonna talk Go about. It. Most of uh -huh. it. <laughs> it's been my mood this week. Yeah. If because... Pat can't do it, then I'm gonna have you share it for us. If you can share your okay. Story. Oh my god! Because we accept all me moods from everyone, because everyone's probably feeling one, because we're all going through it in different ways. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here it comes. I'm nervous. I didn't get to click it. Oh my god! <laughs> the classic. This is a classic. This is a classic SpongeBob meme. We live. But it is definitely how I felt on the internet this week. Everything yes. about like, uh, okay, let's get into it. Let's yes. let's get into we the. Can, oh. 
we can jump into the juice now. Thank you for sharing your me mood with us because now you're officially one of us. Um, so we can start with the devil himself because we try to get the bad news out first. Um, this governor of this state of Texas, um, reportedly Greg Abbott decided he can take $250 million from the Department of Justice so that he can build his wall. Um, you are obviously in the Valley, so you have a completely different experience, um, with just being in that region. Um, but to me, the thing I find so ironic is that suddenly you can defund the police a little bit when it's for whatever you want. Um, even though a lot of these conservatives are very anti, um, you know, defund anything because they want to just keep feeding their, their workers but I they just also want to keep us out. If we're going to defund the police by putting it into projects that will never happen and then just mm -hmm. watch them rot, then that's, I guess that's what will, I guess that's a win. That's like a yeah, win. That's win. true. You're yeah. right. It's just going to be a waste of money. It's, it's going to be a waste of money. Like it, it really is like they can, like they can figure out a way to not like be go they can go around the wall like right. i don't understand i don't no, understand that's the, that's the real gag like when you go there so i went to the i went to the valley like maybe about three years ago it was the first time i was able to go to like actually kind of visit as opposed to like just driving through to mexico which i only did like a couple times as a kid um but like it's really not a super simple like walk crossover and you know like there's already fence there there's already barbed wire there there's police everywhere like troopers everywhere it's an it's a it's the gaggery the the yeah. shenaniganery of it yeah. all is that it's it's a big old scam um right. these um you know shag habit you know loves to just go out there and and just say <laughs> that the the rgv is just this escandalo and yeah you know, moment we're the it girl obviously right. but they don't, they don't even they don't y'all been the it girl low-key low-key because well it's it's really funny because at the end of the day um everything that you hear about the real grand valley um none of it is true right um, the only thing that is true is um that we have the most amazing tacos better <laughs> than austin and san antonio i don't know why they yeah, i don't know you're not even putting dallas in the competition well no, no no i'm just saying for the people that say south texas tacos um you know in my opinion san antonio is mid texas kind of somewhere okay. it's, it's kind of central it's kind of central central mid like girl yeah. you you and austin can fight for yeah. the best Central. I don't want to fight Austin. That is a gentrified. They like breakfast tacos. I'll let them have the breakfast taco game because they do like, have that a lot. They do not. They think they have the breakfast taco game, and I'll let them think that because you know gentrifiers just need to have something or else. They I'm. They have a lot. They do have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, it it's pretty much. Um, you know, there's all this escándalo where there isn't anything in there. I think yeah. you know where there is you know, violence and, you know, things happening, you don't hear about it. And the reason you don't hear about it is because those areas have a high population of border patrol people that are there and that are part of, you know, what that, that, that kind of, that kind of narrative is not super well known. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Sheg Habit can continue to just kind of say whatever he wants to say with his, with his friend hot cheetos or i'm sorry no regular like unseasoned regular cheeto. dusty cheeto yeah regular unseasoned cheeto 
Um, you know, the baked kind that you right. try to eat with the hopes that it tastes better, but it doesn't. And um, it looks nasty. Those baked Cheetos look so wild. They taste like a lie wrapped in an enigma. Um, uh, see, that's why you an artist, because the visuals you're giving me with words, magical. <laughs> but seriously, I like, um, they both came down here and I was just like, who? Recently. No, literally a day ago. And oh, was, wow. Okay. I think like, I did hear about this. And I'm like, yo, like, what are y'all doing down here? We don't got, I mean, are you guys just coming here for a taco tour? Like what's going but on? But they also like, they know how to, like, we kind of said it in our last episode, whenever, like, it's like a new thing every week, right? Last episode, it was like critical race theory. And that discussion is still happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And so now it's like, okay, how else do I feed my monsters? Right. Like how else do I give them a little more energy to get amped up so that they can go crazy. Right. And then the reality is, is that like in the Valley, there's also a high population of Latinos that are conservatives. Right. Um, There is a lot of self-hating. There is a lot of border patrol that is Mexican, you know, or, or Latino. Um, So it's, it's so many different layers. And I think we often just kind of allow this like narrative of the Valley to exist without actually talking to people from the Valley um so i do appreciate you repping and uh, oh yeah and i'm gonna say like every place has violence i want to i want to clear that up now every place has some sort of violence or some sort of gang activity or something going on because anytime there's a large influx of people you're gonna have or or like a like a town that's more than just like Right. You know, 500 people, you're going to have different folks conflict. Yeah. and conflict, just period, exclamation point, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the Rio Grande Valley, um, and I always like to explain it like this, it's, it is because I know bigger cities can kind of understand this. Everything is at least 25 to 30 minutes from the other city. So mm-hmm. like I am 20 minutes from Harlingen. Harlingen is 30 minutes, like 20 minutes, I'm sorry, 20 to 25 minutes from Westlaco. Westlaco Mercedes is 25 to 30 minutes from McAllen. So if you look at those major cities, and when, when we say like from where I'm at, it takes an hour to get to McAllen, I'm sure for bigger cities, they're like, oh, that's how long it takes me to get from here to here or, you know, on a commute. Um, we're not really that far apart. It's just there's so many pieces of, of like, farmland and and just kind of there are so many little small towns in between in the valley so when people go oh my god there's so much violence oh my god escandalo please save us um there's the nearest place that is literally on the border on top of it is bronzeville bronzeville is literally like i could throw a rock and accidentally hit somebody i'm i'm literally walking distance away from a border crossing um I'm less than five minutes away driving. Like it it really is not that far to get across. Uh, Harlingen, the further you go up, the further the border is from these cities in the Rio Grande Valley. Um, I think, my God, uh, Progreso is about 15, 20 minutes from in inner part of um, Westlaco. Um, Westlaco Mercedes, like that area is about 15 to 20 minutes away from a border crossing. Um, so when you put that into perspective, when you think of, okay, like Harlingen is the furthest away, it really is. It, it kind of pushing itself more to South Padre. If you think of the map and like, you look at where the border is versus where these cities are. 
Um, I think the other town that would be considered part of uh, the valley, but it's just so far removed from all of us, um, that does have violence, that does have some of these issues that they talk about is, um, that they do, they do talk about is Rio Grande City. Mm-hmm. Um, but that is about an hour and a half away. to an, an hour 20 away yeah. from like everybody, like even to McAllen, it's like 30 to 45 minutes. So it's, if that kind of makes sense, like all these different directional areas, while yes, I'm describing it, um, I guess in, in my mind's eye is if you truly know um, the kind of layout of the geography, you'll understand that this narrative that they're trying to spin is really well spun because not enough influencers, not enough um public figures in this area showcase this area for exactly what it looks like. So, you know, we're looking at, um, you know, the biggest scandalo, which was the Selena show. Mm. And I got into it with a lot of people about that show, not because of the content, the content is a whole nother animal, right. um, but it was because of the filming and yeah. the context in which they put Brownsville where they put us with these montañas and all this crazy geography that d- is not here. Right. It this is, is flatland. Absolutely. Like, like the nearest mountain is a sand dune. Like, mm-hmm. yo, and, and it's just that. And so um, I made a point to say something about it. It went viral. And, and, you know, the whole city of Brownsville went viral for like a week to two weeks because, you know, we were saying like, you know, right. for a show to be produced by Netflix and yet... You know, I understand it's the pandemic, but there was a bunch of folks that, you know, were out of work and could have happily provided B-roll of the actual area versus making something up that doesn't actually exist. Well, and that's a whole bigger issue that we could talk about for two more episodes. I have a lot of, I get very, very irritated with how California runs even the Texas narratives. And that really bothers me, but it's very apparent that they don't care to even make it any kind of accurate when it comes to the South or places like Texas or anywhere in this region, right? It's either like LA representation, New York representation, and Texas. You might get lucky if your biggest star gets a show 30 years after they've passed, you know? And so it's just like, ugh, there's so much there's so much there, but I definitely appreciate the knowledge regarding um, some of the actual context and experience um, there. Um, so we are going to have to rush through some of these and some of these are just kind of reminders or statements I want to say just to clear up um, any other thoughts or anything. I do wish we could get into Free Britney a little bit more, um, but I do believe she's going to go back um, and testify again later this month. Um, so I believe we'll probably be hearing more about that, um, but it was... Uh, hopefully most folks know about the free Britney situation. We finally were able to kind of hear from her herself directly to speak her experience, which was really um, honestly heartbreaking. I tried not to cry. I tried not to cry. The biggest fear at this point, and I'm sure as a musician, as a musician, and I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but as a musician who deals with mental health, Mm. like, if you are an artist, you are literally, no offense, most of us are mentally ill. Yeah, no offense. And it's not to be mean. It, no, it's, it's real. 
it's that we use our art to express that illness and cope with it. Mm. And, and we use it to kind of interact with the world. So my biggest fear, and I'm sure it's many fans' fear, is that one of these days she's going to pull something. Yeah. And I'm not going to say it out loud. No, like, I Everyone hear knows where we're going here. And that's going to be it. And they're going to be like, oh my God, what could we have done? No, 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 no. There was so many signs of things you could have done. Yeah. I feel that way with a lot of different artists. Cause it's like, no, they've been crying for help for a long time. And then they end up, you know, dead. And then we act surprised or we wonder what we could have done different when it's like, no, we're seeing this, you know, these injustices. This woman and, wants and, a child. This yeah. woman wants to live her life. Like the fact that Kevin Federline is even having any type of discussions at this moment in time. I just, I, I just wish he would shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one's asking yeah. for your opinion in this house. It's very, it's very scary. It's very heartbreaking, but I can only hope that it really um, allows for her to have her freedom back. And like a lot of people have been saying, this is a disability justice issue as well. And so um, conservatorship should be ended for everyone and not just for these major artists that um, you know, I, I, to me, the way I think of it, I'm like, if the biggest like American dream blonde, uh, white woman artist is going I just to, want her to be happy all the right. night, I think just want her to have her fairy tale. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, if she's going through this, imagine what like other artists are going through, um, that we don't have nearly as much, you know, knowledge about anymore. Um, but hopefully something in that arena can change. And I actually... I, I don't want to give any more time to other artists or people or creators that got free recently because I don't even want to give them space. And no, but I do want to give somebody space because I know you don't want to talk about that, but there is some interesting developments in the music space that deals with abuses. And I mm -hmm. wanted to know, um, it's with Keisha and her legal. Oh, so there yeah. has been an update to that. So I haven't I heard know. anything about that. So that but. happened this morning. This morning um, pretty much came out from the court that um, I was just so happy. Keisha has been going through this particular legal debacle of defamation um, with uh, Dr. Luke, if I'm correct, mm -hmm. um, is for the last few years. I want right. to say at least three. It's um, been a minute. It's been a minute. Um, dealing with, you know, libel defamation whatever whatnot and he just continues to throw to throw to throw and of course she's spending a lot of her money a lot of those mm -hmm. residuals a lot of the stuff that she has is getting spent on this case right. now um today wait wait was it today no wait wait, wait. let me look no. i'll make you a I'm producer incorrect. on the show I'm incorrect. The i am incorrect on wednesday keisha rose siebert scored her biggest victory thus far in the seven mm. years oh my god it's seven years yeah it's been a minute <laughs> i remember it being longer so, okay, well, I'm sorry to anyone that thought it was three. No, you're fine. You're fine. You clarified. You're good. The seven-year-long legal fight over whether she defamed Dr. Luke by publicly accusing the star producer of rape. When the case goes to trial, perhaps later this year, Dr. Luke will now have to prove by clear and convincing evidence actual malice on Keisha's part. The singer will also be allowed to seek compensatory and punitive damages, plus attorney's fees and costs for the lengthy battle. A decision today by New York Supreme Court Justice Jennifer Schechter and that the state's recently enacted SLAPP statute applies in this long-running case is so potentially significant 
that during the hearing when this was announced, Dr. Luke's attorney, Christine Lepera, suggested that had her client known about the updated eventuary burden, he might not have pursued the case in the first place. Wow. That is yeah. damning. That is some damning information. To I, first of all, I appreciate your news anchor voice and I stand. Um, but also, yes, that I, I think all these things, right. And obviously what I was alluding to prior was the Bill Cosby situation, right. Um, because what we're seeing is this constant like misogyny, right. And this, the obvious lack of justice in the quote unquote justice system, um, which just gets so and so exhausting and so triggering. And it, it really like, to me, I'm like, if this is how famous people are running, like what is, what kind of justice will there ever be for, for people, yeah. you know? Do I even yeah. want to be famous? Yeah, now? no, <laughs> literally, it's such a disease. Like, it's really just an unhealthy realm. But I, I definitely hope that because a lot of people are becoming more aware and things like the internet have become a resource for knowledge um, in good and bad ways, um, that people can really utilize it in a way that we are, you know, really transforming ourselves and our communities to find uh, true justice. Um, with that said, I did want to remind everyone because I know I'm hearing more and, and I've, you know, someone close to me that is very young was just tested positive for COVID. And so I think a lot of us are getting mad comfortable and we got to turn it down, especially here in Texas. Uh, you know, masks are not really required in a lot of places anymore. I don't know how it's looking in the Valley, but like I walked into a store the other day and I was probably one of two people wearing a mask, which was really concerning to me. Um, so even if we're vaccinated, we should still be masked up because now there's a new, um delta variant that is apparently really strong and taking and over right now moderna just released i guess their information saying they're good with the delta right. in the sense of right. dealing with it um but dealing with it doesn't mean you don't contract dealing right. with it means your butt is not in the icu correct with like possible no lungs right I mean, and, that, and the, the heartbreaking bad. part to me is like i remember so you know, this is a young person related to me who's who, who's a kid who literally can't get the vaccine, right? So even if our entire family has a vaccine, if he's playing basketball with someone who has it, then he, you know, he can get it. And so it's heartbreaking because then it's like, I don't know what happens to young people, right? What, how's it going to take a toll on their bodies? And so I don't want to get emotional about it, but I do want to remind us all that like, you, we don't have to not wear, because uh, I know I'm guilty of like, I went out a couple of times and I was not wearing my mask, right? And now I'm like, I wear okay. it there and then I take it off. But then like, it, it's, yes. that weird, it's that weird space of will I, won't I, should I, should I not? Exactly. And well, you will... know you should, but you're like, but nobody else is doing it. And so you kind of just give into the peer pressure and it's like, okay, no, let me not do that because this is mad serious and it's not time but to I think it's I do, I do want to say that I think half of it is because we have just been so sequestered and we as human beings are not good in isolation. And so it's, this, it's, it's this very weird space and I'm not judging anyone that just kind of just feels so exhausted mentally with these hoops and these hurdles and this anxiety. I'm not going to be a jerk and say, Hey, you know what? I don't understand. I completely do. But at the same tone, um, and token, it it comes with the understanding that you are putting your life in your own hands. There's only so much that you can do. There's only so many things that you can do. And yeah, you could do everything under the sun. 
and still get sick because, of course, children are not able to get vaccinated, at least at this time. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, that's one of those discussions that's not being had. Adults are having these random conversations about vaccination, but yet not, I don't know why it's just not clicking that these, that kids cannot get vaccinated. So do they not matter? Do children not, like people are treating it as if children don't matter. People who are like immunocompromised don't matter. And those two together, the fact that there's no sense of care or conversation about it is such a wild thing. And if we would just, I feel maybe focus on kids a bit more. Cause I mean, when something happens to a kid and they get sequestered or algo pasa, the whole world is up in arms, pero like, what a Honestly, though, I feel like, like we don't actually value the life of youth, right? Like I think we do in theory because they carry this innocence, but I, I feel like after that first, was it Sandy Hook? After that, that shooting happened, I think America really showed that it did not actually care about young people, right? And, and probably now many now times just before that, I love it. but before. It was just it was just such an obvious moment and like a shift to me then that they didn't do anything to transform our country at that point. And I think at that point it was still run by Democrats. Right. Um, That after that, I was like, oh, no, there's no hope for anyone here. Right. And even more so uh, with race, gender, class, et cetera. But in that moment, I was like, oh, we're we're really way more messed up than we think we are and we're like, down down we're down yeah down bad. we're down bad white supremacy really got a hold on us right in a, in a different way and so i think after that was really when i was like damn um and, and with that i obviously we we probably have about five minutes left of the juice before we have to run so we won't be able to hit all topics um and so that just means i might need to bring you on <laughs> another day because i definitely wanted to uh chat a little bit about um this reoccurring Latinx conversation that keeps happening and won't go away. And I feel like Latinidad as a whole keeps embarrassing itself um, over and over again on the internet. And I uh, kind of just, interesting. it is so interesting. And I kind of just laugh because I feel like since, since we started this podcast, which was over four years ago, we've been having the same conversation and we've gone nowhere. Um, And that's just like my own personal archive, right. Of like, Oh, we started the podcast in this time. Okay. We're still there, right? Like these conversations have not grown. People are still mad. Um, and so I almost don't want to give it that much energy today, but I wanted to touch one more topic with you, um, and then chat with you just a little bit personally. Um, but I wanted to give special shout outs to, um, Shakari Richardson, a graduate of, um, Carter high school representing South Oak cliff. Um, in South Dallas. So I wanted to give a shout out to her and all the brilliant um, black queen Olympians that we're seeing go from Texas. So I just wanted to shout that out for a minute because that is some good news and it's been really beautiful um, to see Shakari get so much shine. Um, and I 100% know and believe that her, and she has gold. said it, but, but who it. she is, is a direct reflection of the beauty of Dallas, like straight up. Um, the beauty of Black Dallas specifically. I just um, loved watching her. Almost cried. I was like, ah! No, she's brilliant. She is that girl. And we we are absolutely proud and in awe of her. And um, I just hope that people realize um, that it's not just these Olympians that need this love and glory, right? It's everybody in your hood. So stop. Stop you know what, running. Including, you know, uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, um, you know, Black 
black women that are just showing up and showing out. Um, I definitely, I, I'm going to look at her name here right now, but sh- uh, the director for the uh, recently released, um, I want to call it an indie film because it's definitely not one of are those. Are you talking about Zola? Yes. Yes, um, that's the next see. thing I wanted uh, to shout Jan- out. Janique, okay, I'm sorry in advance if she hears this and she gets mad. Please, I'm so sorry. Janixa Bravo. Janixa yes, Bravo. She's, she's um, Afro-Latina, and I'm going oh to watch the movie today, so I'm very excited. I am so excited to see that movie, honestly. I just yes. want that, that white chick looks like she just needs to just get yeeted into some <laughs> other situation. I'm already ready for it, but I'm still saying Same. Same. Well, um, with that said, I definitely, and maybe you can talk about it in these questions. I wish we had more time to discuss um, the Latino folks and country music discussion that also came up uh, on the Twitter timeline this week. But I wanted to pair that with um, just a couple questions I had for you before we have to uh, move on from the juice. But just how the Valley has shaped your artistic journey overall. Um, And I don't know if that can maybe... kind of dabble into that conversation that was having happening on Twitter that I didn't see until you shared it, but it was like, I can't believe that's a real conversation about Latinos and country music, especially in a place like Texas. Of course. And, and you know what, it was even worse on my Facebook page. So, (laughs) and it was like, you know what, Facebook has this wonderful, wonderful ability of just like showing it to people that would give you absolute vitriol for what you're discussing. And so I just, you know, I'm 30. I'm, I don't know. I just don't care. I I think when I was 20, I I felt like this need um, to emulate this type of, you know, very demure attitude. Mm. And at this point I'm 30. I've gotten past that point. I have had my experiences. I'm going to school. I'm an educated woman. Like people want to be me. I do not want mm-hmm. them and accepting that aspect of my identity happened during the pandemic oh, wow. happened during this, this time where, you know, I'm not just constantly on the go. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about how South Texas has shaped my sound is that I feel very, I feel ready to take that next step. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been doing Tejano music for eight years Um, they still call me the best new uprising. Um, I am not, I've been in here longer than three years. That is is the tactic they use, especially for people of color, like up and coming, all of that. But like like eight years, girl, I'm not up and coming. I am here. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them, tell them, tell them. And so in my mind, given the fact that I am here, I am present, I am active within my community, more so than any other artist within the industry. No one talks about our industry as much as I do. No one champions our industry as much as I do. They wish they could be me. I know that now, and I'm not going to give away that agency to anyone anymore. And so because of that, I feel this very clear definition of the fact that I am truly a product of Mexican-American environments. So South Texas is on the border. You will not get a better place other than a border town, any border town, but I'm just going to say this, border towns truly bring out the people that are constantly within that duality. 
are right. constantly code switching. So when they go out of those border towns or those border areas or those areas where, you know, America and their identity, their, their cultural identity mix, you're going to see some more, um, some more confident people. And that is very intimidating. It's intimidating to have this little brown girl from the border come into Tejano in San Antonio and attempt to be as vocal as I am, to be as pushing forward and, and moving, moving, you know, the old guard away and making a path. It is a lonely and isolating space. Mm. And before it felt like, you know, what, what is wrong with me? Yeah, I feel you that. Know? And, you know, I am not good enough. They won't accept me. They make fun of my hair. They make fun of my style. They make fun of my outfits. They make fun of my music. They say I'm not Tejano. They say I'm not Conjunto. They say I'm not anything. But yet, they're in my mentions. They're in my DMs. They want, they want, they want what I have. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's levels to it. There's levels to it. And I think for a long time, pretty much, not just in my youth, but in my professional career as a musician, I didn't realize how much power I had. Mm, you are saying a lot of things I am resonating with. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to recognize that because so much of your life has just been trying to survive that you don't even realize how powerful you are. And then other people have to remind you. And then you're like, but I don't want to seek that validation anymore. I got to find it for myself. So. And the pandemic real. was beautiful. The pandemic was a beautiful moment for that. I understand mm. that there's a lot of like sadness and a lot of Pain. different things happening. Yeah. But if I can take one positive thing from the pandemic, it's the fact that it allowed me to express my own agency within my life and to stop <laughs> thinking that I need validation from people who are still working when they were big in the seventies. Mm. When I think of Tejano and I think of country music, I think of them as synonymous because of the type of music it is. And when I say the type of music it is, I say roots music. This right. includes Arcana, blues, um, any type of roots music, um, all of that together. Uh, thematically, a lot of the songs kind of, hit the same vibes, the same stories, For the same sure. tones, uh, just different languages, just different right. mix. Um, sometimes even rhythmically, some of the songs match up. That's why whenever you're at a Tejano show, you hear Tejano bands sing country songs because it it's within so our set list, it's an amazing moment. It is right. a moment. Right. Um, you know, there's a video of me, you know, doing a Johnny Cash song because it was something that people wanted as an encore. And like they wanted an encore. And I said, okay, well, I'm gonna give you something completely different. Absolutely tore the house down. Of course, it's the of course. And so I think in my mind, the more I'm moving forward is the more I'm moving away from industry standard mm. in the sense of moving away from that aspect of it. So when I had the conversation about country music and Latinos, Latinx and Mexicanos in country music, I was shining a very big spotlight. And because these women who were featured were getting lambasted. And I came in and said, 
I don't think you know who I am. Mm-hmm. And I literally was like, bam, 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 yeah. bam. Like just constant. Like this is this is evidence. This is proof. Well, why do you as a Mexican even think that you deserve to be in country? Well, technically, Sony, like if you think about just the history of it and you just look it up, it's on right. my Twitter. Well, people don't know the history. <laughs> no, no, it's on my Twitter. It's on some really amazing nonprofit oral history sites that have actually been collecting stories from all these Tejano Conjunto artists that if you if you sit there in your mind's eye and think that in the 80s and 90s that the big stars of Tejano were not thinking of crossing over and Selena was the only one that was attempting to do it, you are definitely living under the largest rock under the bottom mm-hmm. of the sea. Because right. who would want to not make more money, to not expand right. their audience, to not get a bigger platform? So the biggest, so one of the things I pointed out is that Freddie Fender is still not in the Country Music Hall of Fame. He is a literal poster board in the country music museum next to um, this other gentleman. Nothing wrong with him. Um, There's nothing up with him. It's just, he's, he's on, he's there and he's, he's the uprising star right now in in country and he's from San Benito. Mm. But then they put a little picture, they put this little placard of Freddie Fender going, Oh, Freddie Fender is also from San Benito. And that's it. Yeah. And I'm like, girl, the disrespect. Girl, you guys are so disrespectful. Yeah. So the white guy gets a full, like, his outfit, his guitar, mm. a whole interview, and Freddie Fender gets a placard and a photo. Yeah. Girl, you guys are hella disrespectful. Yeah. No, it's it's a, a continuous pattern, right? And then even whenever, like I said, with someone like Selena, who I would say is the biggest star that Texas, like, gets shine for, Um, even that right is taken from us right and we're not even a part of those narratives as well and so I definitely admire and appreciate all the work that you do beyond just your brilliant like fun I love listening to your your music because it's just so um, it's so home right it's so fun and you bring a different light and love and 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 life to it Um, and just your continued push to um, keep improving this scene right and I wish and hope that it can only get better um, for women in music and beyond because it's necessary so um, much love to you I can't wait till we can meet in person where do we where do we find and follow your work as we wrap up the juice so um El Hugo is um you guys can get the cheese may hey. the juicy juice at Veronique 956 V-E-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E-956. This will be on all social media platforms. So if you can't find me on one, send me a message on another and tell me what the new social media site is. Um, I'm on there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, YouTube as well under Veronique956. V-E-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E-956. Go support some some texas tejano beautiful brilliant star we appreciate you and we'll chat soon again thank you veronique bye bye all right so thank you so much for joining us um now we are going to take a little break before we jump into our interview i am encouraging you all in this beautiful commercial break to subscribe to our patreon you can do that at patreon.com slash decolorisco. You get to see the visual component to this episode and you get to see me and my face and everybody else's face and are communicating with each other in real time. 
and you get a little extra tea on the Patreon. So I definitely highly recommend it. If not, you can also send us a monthly donation um, or a one-time donation, my apologies, at thecoloresradio.com slash donate. So feel free to do that and support your favorite uh, community podcast. We've been doing this for over four years and we're always happy to create this space, but we need your help to keep it going. So thank you so much. Please consider donating to the Colores Radio. Welcome back. I am really thrilled and honored to be bringing in this star to the De Colores Radio world. I was grateful the internet put her on my path and she is just getting started with her brilliance and the world is going to know it. So please welcome to the show, Gata. Hi, guess how are you? Hey, it's so good to see you. How are you doing? Nice to see you too. I'm good. Good, good, good. How are you? You're tired. We're ru- you're hustling. You're moving. You're grooving. Me have two jobs and a bunch of contracts. You'll think what? I'm. Well, <laughs> that's a good thing, right? You know, you're like I would like to rest more, Eva. Please. It is what it is. Gotta hustle. Gotta you know. Gotta do what I gotta. I'm very grateful for what I have going on. I wish I could talk in detail, but some exciting yeah. things coming very soon. So. I'm yeah. so excited for you. Anytime I see you drop anything, I'm just like in awe and excited to to keep seeing it happen. I feel like I've followed you probably for a couple years, so I've seen a little bit of the growth already, but I'm like, it's only going to keep going up. So I'm so excited that you're taking time to be with us today. Well, I'm happy to be here and thank you so much for supporting That means everything to me. Of course. So tell us about your journey. What led to this moment? Wow. <laughs> Like Um, because I know you've done so much and I think the beauty of your platform is that you're always putting on for others but I the the thing I created with Ecolores is that like I love to hear about you because there's a beautiful person and heart and magic behind who you are and so if you give us the honor of sharing part of that journey we 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 don't take it for granted but there there is there's you're the reason that shines you know thank you I really that's so sweet thank you um what can I say? Um, I had my voice silenced, um, mm. silenced, and I I won't go into that, but it really affected me and it and influenced my decision to study communications. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the type of person you try to shut me up and I'm gonna go loud. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, studied com, and while I was studying com, I'm like. I can make these essays interesting if I incorporate reggaeton. Wait, yes. has anyone talked about reggaeton academically? Like, mm. reggaeton's mad intelligent. Has anyone, like, dared to do this? And that's when I stumbled on the work of, shout out to De La Mia, Marisa mm. Lebron, Dr. Lebron, um, you know, the work of Raquel Cepeda, Raquel Rivera, um, Dr. R- uh, Rivera Rido, um, all of these amazing women who, and, and Wayne Marshall, who have studied reggaeton at length and it inspired me to uh conduct the case analysis um focusing on implicit bias in the latin music industry because i'm like as you know i'm always tweeting where the girls um and what's what is that about why where is the gatekeeping what is that about how does it happen and you know and while i was in school i i had the idea i was like one day i'm gonna be 
um, you know, an anchor on TV on a show called Reggaeton Con La Gata, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And, you know, um, and I, I have been on TV, thank God. Like, I, I'm very grateful for the opportunity and, and radio and, you know, just pretty much pushing the narrative and, you know, just pushing the, those little, inter- well, not little, those intersections where mm-hmm. race, music, and class intersect. Um, you know, this music is is something that you live, so very grateful that people have been able to relate with what I've said and pretty much by pushing the needle has helped me get to where I am. Um, and just going, even though I, I feel like I had so much to lose and mm. don't know what's going next, et cetera, yeah. been on a lot of crossroads, but perseverance pretty much in, in this narrative has helped me. <laughs> I love it. And, and did little, did little Gata have a deep like reggaetonera heart already? Like, what is your what was your upbringing? Because you're in you're in Boston currently, yes. Yes, um, I'm first generation Panamanian Jamaican, and in my building right now, everybody's Dominican, <laughs> <laughs> and all of my in laws are Puerto Rican. So I there you it. go. I was obsessed. I've been obsessed with with reggaeton español, with reggaeton, with dance halls since I could mm-hmm. walk. Right. Um, you know, I literally have been dancing since literally since I can walk and right. um it's in my bones. Mm. <laughs> Absolutely. So it made perfect sense for you to transition into that. And then in those studies were were all the people you mentioned they were already dissecting race in reggaeton as well or was it reggaeton at large and then you were able to um take it from there with your own personal life experience and lens? Oh, yeah, absolutely. These are very well-respected people in academia. Uh, Dr. Lebron um, explored, um, you know, Mano Dura Contra el Crimen, um, the Iron Fist Against Crime, that racist initiative that was in Puerto Rico that pretty much set up the, the, como le digo, el, the format for mm-hmm. how militarization of police happened here in the States. You know, um, we're all connected. Um, the yeah, true run per se, happened in Puerto Rico first, you know, mm-hmm. adding the como le digo, the National Guard to the police and like giving them these military grade weapons and decorating right. like this, like they're looking for terrorists in the freaking project. So it's a common soul in PR, you know, yeah. and that, those were the initials of, of reggaeton of underground in, in Puerto Rico. And a lot of people don't know that. I'm like, we are more connected than, than we think. And right. this music, that's why I say it's political. So absolutely. My peers, they, they, well, oh my God, <laughs> I, I, it's weird. I, I told the line of academia, I'm, I don't know. I am a scholar, I guess. Right, right. Own it, own public. it. I, I'm not, I don't have a doctor's degree per se. I just want to be right. clear on where my position is, but you know, um, in regards to reggaeton and, and this space and, and cultivating in a way that's like academic and thinking intelligently they have absolutely tied in race at the center of their work so i absolutely respect it all of them okay beautiful i'm like i think and that's my a little a little bit of my ignorance right is that i was so i guess grateful when i saw you and then just you being you right because sometimes when it does get like too 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 academia and too scholarly it feels like disconnected as well but you bring it back to like its roots and the reality of it as well um, which i think is really radical within itself um, to be saying like, hey, no, this is, you know, we all grew up on this and I'm going to bring it to you in your face on TikTok, on Twitter, on these platforms that we're utilizing, right? Like, I, I, I think so often with um, this gatekeeping that happens in academia, like all this knowledge just stays over here. And what what platforms like, you know, 
like reggaeton con la gata, like the colores, like these podcasts, like all these, I think why the internet is thriving is because it allows people to connect directly to these people that are providing um, this information like in a very tangible way. And it really transforms the world. Absolutely. Um, it's part of the reason why I formatted it in the way that I have, aside from the fact that, you know, I'm not... I'm not narcissistic. I didn't throw Gata in there just, you right. know, because my name. But um, after studying implicit bias in the Latin music industry and really seeing how many negras are not out there, I said, no, there's no way that I'm going to do all of this work and people are not going to know my name automatically. So yeah. I had the, the vision of giving myself visibility because this industry has a lot of work to do. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of doors I've banged on, um, you know, have for sure have really disrespected me in, in different ways. Um, you know, it's, it's, def- it's crazy seeing like a lot of the results of my case analysis, me experiencing it in real time. Because, Too real. Yeah. Like, you know, because people, and one end they're nervous because they're like, okay, one, I don't know you. That's valid. But the other end, it's like you're also you're also black and I don't know you. And that's another part to it, you know. Ahora yo tengo como más confianza with like um a lot of companies, of course. Like, of course, my name is growing, thank God. But mm-hmm. it's been hard. This has not been an easy road at all. And I had to make sure people knew who I was every step of the way. Otherwise, I'd get left behind. I've seen Absolutely. it time and time again. Yeah. No, I admire that so much because I think that's exactly what we're taught, right? Is to make yourself smaller, to not center yourself, to stay humble, to be meek. And it's like, no, you absolutely, I want to see Yata take over the world. And especially the reggaeton, like Latin music world at large, right? Because we're seeing it consistently perpetuated, right? Where it's like, okay, who owns reggaeton now that it's become like a bigger, even more centralized uh, genre in the world, right? And seeing these constant white Latinos just take up so much space and literally like, I I was very annoyed and bothered with Bad Bunny when he had the little um, trencitas and stuff too. And I was just like, what are you doing? And now seeing J Balvin take it to an even deeper level. And that happened this week. And I was just like, okay, well, uh, uh, Gata's uh, gonna be on the show. I hate to to put all this pressure on her, but it's like, it's so much happening and I don't see it stopping and it is terrifying to me because I know as a non-black Latina it's like there's so much space that um non-black Latinos take up already and I I feel like I am doing my part and at the same time I'm like is Latinidad at large ever actually going to improve are we going to always centralize white supremacy because that's just the roots of who we are they're synonymous um they're synonymous you know that's that's a sad truth and that's what a lot of people don't want to accept so i mean because you could at least identify that but a lot of people they they can't even get there you know there's the problem like a lot of people because of this raza latina ridiculous ass jargon there's Mm -hmm. people who like really buy into that and i mean people are being sold that every it's like the american dream it all fits the narrative yeah and it's like okay we are a collectivistic culture but there's a lot of individualistic attitudes that do not get respected and and that's the that's the reality of it all yeah yeah no i i know when i we went to uh (laughs) I'm gonna be shady, I guess. Uh, we went to LACMA or Latin Alternative Music Conference a couple years ago in New York. 
And I felt so uncomfortable there. And I was like, where are the black people? Where are the black Latinos? Like the sound they're taking from are all Afro-Caribbean rooted, right? And there was not one single um, like black artist there. And I just, I remember telling my team, I don't feel comfortable here. I don't really want to interview anyone here. And I even said it at the end of our episode where we recapped it. I said, sure, those people are cute and this shit's the same. Like there's nothing new or innovative here. And it was funny because they even interviewed, uh, what's her name that I won't bring up. I believe you refer to her as hip hopper on the internet, on the internet. Right. And so it was just in that moment though, I remember even telling them like, I'm confused with her identity approach. Um, and literally within two years, we've seen this shit blow up. Right. And so I was just like, fuck, you know, like, where are we stopping? Where are we criticizing and then if you criticize then you're a hater and you know obviously if you're a black woman you get even more of that brunt and so it's just like I I it's it's terrifying to me um imagine how I feel (laughs) I know right I'm like I just I don't even but it's like what do we do like shit you know every time I I tweet I have a mini panic attack I'm like is this Mm. the day I get canceled is this the day is this a tweet that's too black is this the day that people like to sabe que tú eres chévere, pero tú eres mucho con demasiado? Is this the day that, like, yo tengo, I have a heart attack every time I, I tweet, every time I, I posted today a screenshot of a tweet on Twitter, on, uh, on Instagram, and at this point, the entire music industry follows me. I'm mm-hmm. always, I always have a heart attack. I, I post and run. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I post and run. Um, You know, I've had to find ways, uh, uh, to post consistently in a way that'll save my mental health because mm. I don't know where people's tolerance lies. And it's always a, it's always a, a game of chance. Like I've heard PRs of some of our favorite artists, um, hear me in casual conversation. They'll bring it up. Obviously I'm, I hang out with a lot of music people and you know, um, they're like, Oh, I'm like, there aren't any negras in reggaeton. That's a fact. That's not, that's not a critique. That's not no. like, and that bothers people enough there. Oh my God. I've heard PRs of some of our favorite artists say, so does that mean that like artists like Karo G not deserve what she has? I'm like, I never said that. Right. If you work hard for what you have, you absolutely deserve every single cent of it. Mm-hmm. Una mujer, claro. You know, like I don't have no beef with Karo G. I actually like right. some of her songs. Right. My point is, which, you know, how racist is that for you to bring up white women's greatness when I'm talking about black women? In the, in the center of this, yeah. You know, that's where we at. <laughs> that's yeah. that's one of the most powerful people in, in the industry has, has said that to me, you know, mm-hmm. without blinking. And I'm like, bueno. <laughs> and I, I think now, like, I wish in this moment, because I do, like, I'm very much sensitive. So I'm like, I wish that I could, like, send you real love and like rest and glory and joy because in these moments it is it's painful and and you're and you're going through it and at the same time you're still shining so I I I I'm sending you so much love and admiration because I wish that it didn't have to be like that um and at the same time I think that's where like a lot of non-black non-black people need to step the hell up right and um make people uncomfortable like because these statements should not be 
um, problematic, right? Like these are facts. This is base level facts. Mm -hmm. This is not the time for you to center yourself or to try to protect the billionaire or a millionaire. Um, that is not maybe ever going to know who you are, you know? And all we're saying is like, let's improve the culture so that we can be more aware and also true to what the history, um, always ignored. Um, so I, I do wish that I could send you, I do. I'm like, Oh God, I wish I can, um, just send you all on like a vacation to just breathe because it's, it's the internet is tough and it is mean. Um, I, and centering your mental health and yourself is, is key. Oh yeah. But I'm very grateful because of people like you. I mean, literally I get the most heartwarming messages. You know, I, whenever I say I'm scared to post, it's not because I know who rides for me. And I have a lot mm. of people who like have shown me love in ways that I just didn't expect. Like, I just literally so heartwarming. My ride or dies are right or die. Mm. Um, mi no viene de, de, de ustedes, sino, like, the industry. I'm like, I don't know when you're going to be like, tu sabes que, no, <laughs> that's enough for you. You know, like, right. no more for you, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it, it it always makes me laugh. I talk about this with my friend all the time, and I came to this realization, like, last year. I'm like, am I in the industry? Who pays me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I'm around it, you know, todo mundo yeah. son chévere conmigo, yo soy chévere con ellos, but who pays me? I'm not yeah. Indian. No, you know? for sure. I feel that. Yeah. And that's where to me, I'm like, look, you keep doing your thing and you're going to thrive, right? Don't worry about what you're saying. Don't worry about what you're tweeting. Because the reality is, is like you, like you said, pushing the needle got you to where you are. Oh, yeah. and it's going to keep going that way. So it's only going to keep going up, even if it gets uncomfortable for folks. Don't worry about them. Just keep going. So I'm just glad you uh, joined us and, and are here with us. And I want to ask you just a couple more things before I know you have to go. Um, what is your ultimate dream in this work? What is your dream for Gata? Well, actually, my dream career, reggaeton Gata is not going anywhere. Even, I don't know if you know, I'm dropping music soon. That's oh, why I have to go. I didn't know that. Oh, it's lit. Uh, I'm into this. Um, I'm dropping music very soon. I actually exclusive for you. I'm I have created a duo with my very very good friend Javi. Um, oh, our okay. duo's name is Somos Negrex. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we're gonna launch music very very soon. I'm excited about that. My yeah. dream career while I'm releasing music to create to continue the conversation through reggaeton colorata, but also at the um, I love comedy. Mm, I love yes. laughing through pain. So I hope once that is established, I'm not trying to hop back and forth. Right. Once that's established to do stand up. Listen, I did a woman of color comedy show here in Dallas, so I can go to Boston and make it happen. <laughs> I am here for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Gata, you're amazing. And I wish we could talk more. And if you need to come to Texas ever, feel free to hit us up and know that the South got mad love for you as well and to keep shining. And I can't wait to hear your music. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. Um, let's do this again. Please, um, please. You know, I want to get into it, into it. I know we had a little bit of a uh, time crunch this time, but I am grateful that you took some time um, to share your story and your work with us. And we are excited to keep supporting you. So let us know where to follow you and continue to support your work. Yes, all socials, uh, reggaeton con la gata. 
um all socials tiktok youtube facebook instagram twitter yeah <laughs> i love it i love it well we love you please please keep going we're here for you um and we can't wait to see all the new exciting things you have coming up thank you for being with us today love you too and thank you for having me yay see you later bye-bye Wow. See, I love this virtual world because I can connect to people in New York, but I get sad because we used to drink and eat together and then we would go and eat again and then we'd go dancing after an episode. But, you know, it's okay. I'll take what I can get. Uh, The beauty of the Internet lets us connect to brilliant people all over the world. So uh, shout out to Gata. If you have not checked out their work, you must. It really is super dope. They are they've now started doing brilliant TikToks, so you can get lots of Um, brilliant history on reggaetoneros and the history of uh, Latin music through a conscious lens. And I definitely recommend it. They just did an interview with uh, Nikki Jam as well. They've done a lot of really dope stuff, y'all. And so I'm just glad that they were even able to spend a little bit of time with us, Um, as well as Veronique. She's been all over Twitter as well and really reps hard for for Tejanos. So we got to keep supporting these brilliant uh, black and brown women in music that are doing a lot of dope shit. And I'm just glad that they took some time to be with us here at the Colores Radio today. Um, so let's jump into our last couple segments. And I think we have a surprise little guest in the building uh, that I can see in the green room right now. I have so many questions for you. Um, but let me finish these last couple segments and then we'll jump in and bring y'all on. Um, so that means we are near closing, which means it is time for some grounding. It's time for, I cannot look at the camera and do this part. I don't know how y'all be singing and putting out music, but it's time for self-care corner. That This went out of focus. Come on, camera quality. I feel like a real YouTuber now. Um, okay. so. My self-care corner for the week is to own your flaws. I don't know if I've said that before, but I feel like I've recently, um, especially in quarantine, like we were judging a lot of people. We were judging each other. um, And there's a lot of discussions about cancel culture and this and that. And uh, realizing that we're all human and we're all going to fuck up is a very humbling, simple task to do. Um, and then it allows you to mind your business, which is also a great thing to do. Um, but especially right now, I think, uh, a lot of us are afraid of accountability, which is a lot of what keeps kind of coming up, um, in a lot of these areas. And even in what Gata was saying a little bit is that like, no one wants to be wrong or doing something bad when in actuality, like owning your flaws really allows for you to transform from there. Um, so that is my self-care corner recommendation for this week. Cause I know, Um, It's something I had to work on for myself and also in my perception of others. Um, So that is what I've got for today. Pat, do you have our um, next segment ready? Um, I have it as ready as I can be. Okay, what do you have for us? So uh, for this week's, what the heck, where did it go? Um, (laughs) Sorry, you know, technology sometimes just kind of lags. Um, so I know now we are in our brown and our black and brown business of the week. Um, I wanted to shout something out. I don't think we've had them as a featured business yet. It is summertime. So I've been going here a couple times a month. 
I won't say weekly because it's not a weekly thing, but Steph's Chillville in Grand Prairie, um, the snow cones, they are cut. Our sister recommended it and we went and it was delicious. I've gone back during the week (laughs) and it's so busy during the day on a weekday. So that tells you how um, popular it is, but it's here in Grand Prairie. Uh, I think their handle on like social media is like at Steph's Chillville on like Instagram. I know when I went last week, somebody was like, oh yeah, um, they did an Instagram live and I answered the question correctly. So I got to try the new flavor for free. So I was like, oh, that's cool. So they're pretty active on their social media. So I definitely recommend to follow them and check them out. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add on their snow cones, what you think about them um they're the best snow cones i've had in grand prairie and i know i grew up on tasty ice shout out to all my gp people you know where that is but i'm a trader now and i'm going for steph's chillville and it's latina owned so it's a lot more delicious and a good instagram uh game always helps as well so thank you pat for that uh brown and black business of the week yay now it is time for our final segment, Who You Got with the Football. And we are so excited to bring back the one and only, someone you might have met recently through the Colores or out in the world, uh, Pretty Boy Aaron. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good, how are you? Good to see you again. Yeah, good. great to see you as well. So last time we chatted, we talked about Tyler's new album dropping, and then it came out. Yeah, I want to know your initial responses, but then also, Tyler had a surprise fucking concert in Dallas, which I'm still salty about, but I'm glad people experienced it. So I want to know everything. Tell us your thoughts on but that. He spoke it into the show. He literally, literally said it was going to be a surprise concert or pop up. You made it happen, Aaron, is what we're saying. I must have saw the show and was like, you know what? He's my biggest fan, so of course, we're going to do it. That, that, what if he did? He subscribes to the Colores Patreon. <laughs> we see an anonymous account sign in, and we're like, who's this? <laughs> yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, pop-up show. And the But the album overall, what are your thoughts? I like oh, talking about albums. It's, it's great. It's... Uh, it's very rap heavy, which I which I love because I like rap. And right. People have been saying it's better than Igor, and I might agree. I don't know. I can't I don't agree. agree with that. I don't agree. Yeah. I don't agree with that, and I like I listened a few times. I think that this album's really good, and I yeah. I did miss rapping Tyler, and I think the second half is a lot stronger than the first half yeah. of this album. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think, like, if we have to compare albums, which I think our brains naturally want to do, if yeah, yeah, yeah. Artists, um, I think Igor's a more cohesive album. Mm-hmm. I agree. It feels like it's a stronger, like, art album, and this feels like a more fun album. Yeah. He's like combined all his forces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And more very personal. He's, he's a super sane now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's definitely like hints of uh, I've heard people talk about like, oh yeah, there's hints of cherry bomb right here, and there's hints of um, what else is it? Or uh, like mastered, or there's yeah. hints of the album everywhere, Igor, and it's just for sure. Uh, I love it. 
I think that's where we can all agree as like fans of his music that he's like literally evolved and like an artiste and can separate each album and like appreciate yeah. them both for different things. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, for both of them, I think I could still listen to both like yeah. forward and backwards and still like love both of them respectively. Exactly. I agree. I agree. And that Pharrell feature. And he went off. Like, he went yeah. off. Like I was he like, did. this is the Pharrell from 2006. Yeah, that was a fun Pharrell. I was like, yeah. I miss this guy. This reminds me of like the last time I felt like I heard him like that was like move that dope. I think. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where oh, it's yeah. just like that OG Pharrell shit. And you could tell because there's a song on Cherry Bomb, Keep the O's, where mm-hmm. it tried to get Pharrell to sound like that. And if you watch the documentary, uh Pharrell, Otto Pharrell said he wasn't trying to get to that point or he wasn't feeling the beat. And you could tell Tyler was pissed. And Aww. so listening to like this, uh, this song, you can tell he hit that pocket exactly Tyler, like how Tyler wanted it. Yeah, yeah. Like what Tyler grew up on and always yeah, needed. Yeah, exactly. So sure. much fun. And to like listen to that song turned up in the car, yeah. I was like. But also, I actually really like the little Uzi feature as well. Because sometimes little Uzi features are like, mm. But this one, I was like, oh, you went off. Yeah. I agree, it was crazy. I was a little sad that you weren't a fan of Run It Up initially, because that was initially my fave. Really? Yeah, I like felt it as soon as I heard it, and I was like, oh, this shit is hard. I, I don't know. I like Tizo. Tizo Touchdown, because he's a Texas artist, and I like Tizo. Okay, cool. I just did not like that song. Like, wow. I, until like last night, and like at the end of the show, that was the last song he like closed with, and I was like, yo, this is... No, that's like the all right of this album. Like, that's that like, yeah. we're gonna get exactly. hyped when we got this together type shit. Exactly. Exactly. And I had Trey next to me, and I was like, Aww. I was like, yo, this this is the moment. Yeah. I'll around this over again. That's beautiful. I uh, a friend of mine was like saying how the album reminded her of Damn, and I had never considered it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Ari who said that, and I was like, that's true because it is kind of stylized in a similar way. Mm-hmm. She was saying even the way he kind of flows felt very like Kendrick to her, and I was yeah. like, I never thought of that, but I kind of heard it after, especially with DJ Drama in the mix. It's very interesting to see people not know who that is. Yeah, I know, right? And people were upset that he kept talking in the album, and I was just like, man. And y'all obviously don't know hip hop if you're going to get them get mad. Now we sound like old heads. <laughs> like, even like Childish Gambino did like a similar thing in like 2014 with his with sure. the mixtape. And so it's like, I don't know. I feel like people should know by now. It's like, this is DJ drama's a thing, but I guess kids just don't listen to music like that. Yeah. And I think it's like the new wave, right? Like this yeah. new wave kind of comes in and they kind of see what's popping and then they're like, ooh, mm-hmm. who is this? But yeah, yeah, I definitely, I thought the album was fun. And then. I guess he, I was salty because I signed up for the text crew. Really? I did I too. Neither one of us got a text. Apparently I didn't get one either. And you so, didn't? no, all right. So what happened was I got the text. I went to the, like, uh, three links to go pick up the tickets. And whenever I, like, signed, I was like, oh, I got the text. They had, like, a list where they had all the names uh, who got the text. And my name wasn't on the list. So I had to, like, get out of the line. and then. We were just like, what are we gonna do? How are we gonna get tickets? And yeah. so I just waited. I just waited around, and then so like they formed a line for people, just like for excess tickets. And mm-hmm. I just happened to get one. I oh, lucky. cool! So you, were still, you were able you to just get one. Got lucky. Anyway. I, I really lucked out. I was trying to go so bad. 
I can't believe he really did that. I think that's the part I'm still shook about because I guess I'm still in like quarantine mindset where I'm like, oh, nobody's really doing anything. Yeah, yeah. For him to do that, was it like the second show after? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was like, I never would have expected Dallas to be the second place he would jump up to. That makes me realize like Dallas really puts on for the people we really fuck with. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's more so external, national people that are mainstream than it is our Mm -hmm. own to some degree, which we kind of discussed a little bit last time. Um, and at the same time, I'm like, that's really dope that Dallas puts on that hard, you know, yeah. for like dope ass artists. Because if we came after LA, that means we're yeah. we're up there, you know. Yeah. He even said we were more that Dallas was more lit than LA was. Yeah, he said that. He was like, yeah, the people in LA they see fancy car cars all the time, and that they, they don't know how to have fun. And like, I turned to Trey, and Trey was like, it's because we're from the mud. We like we yeah. like. Like listening to bangers and stuff yeah. like that. No, that's mm-hmm. southern shit in general. I think like we're just yeah. used to it. We got to work a little harder, and I think we've we've alluded mm-hmm. to it many times. But it's like no, even when De Colores has gone to like Tropicalia Festival, we were starting cumbia circles, and people were shook, and they were like, yeah. "Who are y'all?" And we we're like, "Oh, we're just from Dallas," you know, like. But yeah, we really yeah. like to have a good time. We don't like take shit too seriously. I guess yeah, we don't at all. Yeah, we're like we're know. living. <laughs> For but the moment, so it was a, it was a good show. He looked really uh, replenished. He looks healthy. Yeah. Everything he says in the album is true. Yeah, yeah, he he, he was confident. It was tight. Ah, uh, well, I'm glad you got to go. I was like sad for you on the internet, and then you got a ticket, and I was like, okay, good. I know. I was like living through your tweets, and I was like, please, somebody, if he doesn't go, then none of us are going essentially, because yeah. I felt like I was experiencing mm-hmm. it through knowing you were experiencing. Oh, thank you. Well. Yeah, well, I'm glad I got to go. And I wasn't going to pay for a ticket. I knew it. I had a friend. He paid like $300? Yeah, he paid $300. And I was like, nah, that ain't for me. I'm going to get a ticket for free. That's so fucked up. I hate I that. Yeah, and I was like, it, it's, it's just the new culture is scalping. And I don't yeah. know. Just, it wasn't cool. So I was like, you know what? I'm not going to fall for these games. I'm going to do but this. But that's one. dope. He did a free show for an intimate crowd after an album release. Yeah, it was tight. It was great. That's so cool. I am glad you were able to experience it. I'm glad you were able. Now you're <laughs> drinking uh, warm tea for your throat. Yes, because I I screamed so hard last night. I don't even know all the lyrics, but I was screaming so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he performed like uh, older songs too, and it was just it was a it was a blast. It was a blast. I love it. I'm glad Dallas represented well, so that these artists know that we put on when we're ready. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, someone called you Tyler's twin. I think it was Khalid. So yeah, it was Khalid. He's not. You. Say it again. I said he's not wrong, but you know, <laughs> Tyler's my twin. Yeah. You know what? PBA is PBA, okay? Yeah, you're right, you're right. <laughs> own own it yourself. Hopefully we can run into you in real life sometime yeah. again soon. Um, yeah. I know Roger and I joked about going to the strip club. I don't know if you're down for that. Um, in my line, I'm I'm always free. I ain't doing Just let him, let him have some tea before and after yeah. so he can be ready to go. Take it to the club, honestly. Just take it with you. It's BYOB. BYOT. Bring your own tea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna pull up to Rowlett so we can hang out in real life. But please do. 
<laughs> nothing's there anyways <laughs> the real segment who you got is supposed to be where you share like new music or or movies or books or something so pat do you have one aaron you can go next if you have one obviously i think we're all listening to tyler which is why i threw this in here um, but as we wrap up the show who wants to share um i'll uh shout out our friend gary mason um a Tyler fan and a Pharrell fan and like he's literally one of our close friends and a big like day one follower of the colores um but he put me on hiatus coyote if I said I didn't know I was saying it wrong I've been saying their name wrong for this long time but I've been listening to Tyler a lot obviously but Gary told me he's like no you got to listen to hiatus like coyote's whole album because I heard like a few of the new tracks and I was like whoa this is like I love the sound already but this album's like everywhere and it just like pushes it I just wanted to recommend that album and also recommend like Gary's uh music he's doing music production now and he's DJ now he's a very versatile um talented musician as well in Tulsa um so shout out to Gary and Hiatus Coyote we love you Gary love you Gary Yes, I bet y'all would get along actually if y'all ever. He's coming to town, so maybe we can find a way to all get together. But let me let me know. PBA, what you got? Uh, I've actually I've I've low key only been listening to two things: (laughs) this Tyler album and one thing by Luna Luna. Like I, it's a good yeah. And I they were at the show last night, and so I was I was happy to see them. But yeah, no, that song. I can't wait for their next. I mean, I've heard some of their next stuff, and it's really good. So, I don't, and I don't when know. do we get a PBA album? That's actually the real question. August. I have a date. I just can't say it yet. Oh, okay. But I have said, a date. Oh, it was like you said a month. We're ready. Yeah. No, I have a date, so we're gonna be okay. I was like, I'm gonna have to manage PBA myself because I'm ready for his shit to blow up. Issa Rae sharing your music. Yeah. No. Once once this drops, it's just gonna. I'm gonna keep dropping. Okay. So, it's been a lot. All right. I ho- I'm gonna hold you to it. I'm gonna hold you accountable. Do you still have stuff on Bandcamp? Oh Page? yeah. No. Yes. I-, I do have stuff on Bandcamp, but uh, I'm gonna put more on Bandcamp. Hopefully. Okay. Because I-, I was like, tomorrow's Friday. It's the first of the month, oh, so right. it's Bandcamp yeah, I'm Friday. Because uh, I know I bought I bought when you released like one of your mix stuff <laughs> that had didn't have unreleased tracks, but yeah. I still wanted to stay pretty sure. I don't know if you're gonna do any more of those. Ah uh, yes. Okay. When I'm announcing some more stuff re- like pretty soon, so I'll yeah, don't Wait. put so much pressure on him. Dang. I'm not putting pressure. I just want people to support him. He's and like, I gotta drink my it's... tea and get my voice back first. Yeah, it's no. the first Friday, so I just want to make sure he has stuff up so people can oh, yeah. support him. Yeah, yeah I, will, I will. I will. I'm working on some stuff right now that both work. of us became his unofficial manager. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't offer my skills to many people, PBA, okay? All right, all right. Thank you. I appreciate it. I, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, thank you for the Luna Luna shout out. I think I did them and y'all. I have a playlist. I do like yearly playlists of all the songs that are in my head at the time or what's in at the time. And so I have like yours and Luna's and, and uh, Ariel's and Tierra Girls all on one playlist. So I get like a good mix of a lot of local stuff. And yeah. I really- um the thing i'm gonna say for my who you got this week um to wrap up the show is the little short film pat and i watched the other day on disney plus um which was called growing fangs 
And it is about a little queer Latina who's a vampire, half vampire, half human. Not usually my brand of shit to watch, yeah. to be honest, like, but it was really mad cute. Something. Yeah, and Cristela's in it as the mom, and it's really sweet, and it's only 20 minutes, and that's pretty much as much okay. as my attention span can handle in 2021. But I was really into it. I was like, I want a series of this, so I'm pro making that show a series because there's mm-hmm. not a lot of like Latino shows that I'm really into. Yeah. Um, but this was really cute. So I recommend this week the show. I mean, the movie. Look, I'm manifesting that next so they can make a pilot. <laughs> uh, Aaron has to say it next so that it really happens. Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> the Growing Fangs uh, short film on Disney Plus was really, really cute. So that's my who you got for this week. Okay. All right. So I'm going to wrap up the show now. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, sincere shout out to all our guests today, Veronique Medrano and Gata and Pretty Boy Aaron. Be sure and support your local musicians and cultural workers. Special thank you to all our squirrel friends, homies, and rider dies over there on Patreon. Pat, do you want to take over this? Because I always start to lose my voice here. Yeah, sure. And Let I me want you get to talk more. Voice. Ready to uh, read this off? Um, Thank you. Remember, you too can become a financial supporter of De Colores Radio. You're sounding um, a lot like KERA. I'm going to need you to step it up. But maybe I'm doing that intentionally because I think the KERA voice works. I don't know. I'm going to go to sleep. um, Supporter of the De Colores Radio family um, today and get early access to exclusive content. Go subscribe and check us out on our YouTube page where we offer new video content like the new series, Everything with Eva. We truly cannot go on without your support. As we just relaunched, we need your support now more than ever. So don't forget to share the podcast, follow us on social media, subscribe where you listen to your podcast, and leave us a darn review. We'd love to keep growing, so please share it with everyone you know. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love Poor hearing Pat. from you. I put all this pressure on you, and you're like <laughs> just ranting this off. I'm going to finish it off for you, okay? Okay. Okay. Tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. Tell everyone you love to follow us at De Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Arreguin and Pat at Pat.Arreguin. And Aaron at... (laughs) Aaron is pretty. Period. (laughs) Yes. Um... (laughs) He's actually our new host forever. Um, If you... If you enjoy our personal thought, oh, I already said that. Ah, sorry. This is the worst outro ever, y'all. I'm so sorry. Our edit- audio editor is Jeremy Pacina. Hire him, book him. He's a brilliant graphic designer, creative mind editor. We love him. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content and, more importantly, a platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Support us on Patreon or visit us at decoloresradio.com. Thank you so much again for being with us and join us again next time for The Colores Radio. Bye.